welcome back as Casey and I are going to handicap the Republican contenders for president <laughs> and talk about the intersection between evangelical politics and purity culture. This is yes. going to be a fascinating episode. This will carry uh, us through the 2024 presidential election. So we're really excited about this this uh, pivot in our content. And also we're going to talk about gender roles, exercise, <laughs> and and history. Is this what's been going on on Christian Twitter? I've been meaning to tell you to keep me updated. <laughs> if there's been anything fun and exciting. <laughs> ah <laughs> uh, you know christian twitter it's the same old thing okay nothing tops the are you exercising like a non-believer heyday of christian twitter Whew. i don't think we'll ever get back there that was beautiful <laughs> uh that and the tomlinization of the modern worship industry yes tomlinization sorry i'm just gonna sit here <laughs> while it tomlinizes before my eyes tomlinizes <laughs> tomlinizes tomlinizations all right, let's lead off with some housekeeping because uh, okay. we got a lot of stuff to do today. Yes. Uh, just your standard Christian podcast where we talk about Point of Grace and weed. Yeah. Um, what else you know, is I, there? We had a dollar for every one of those episodes we heard. <laughs> um, okay, so housekeeping. First off, we have, before I forget this, I always freaking forget this. So I'm going to say it at the very beginning. Okay. Uh, closing music today, our outro, our altar call music, if you will. Okay. Uh, will be Amy Carlin. She is making a triumphant return to the podcast. Great. saying that now so i don't forget it at the end so thank you again amy carlin for the music amy carlin trendsetter oh you know, she she started submitting music to the podcast and inspired other people to submit music to the yes. podcast we had jessica last week it. jessica everybody lo- really liked the the jessica music got some nice comments about it nice make sure you you saw that jessica on the, the uh fsbt feed <sighs> okay um when am i gonna submit my special music for the end of S- fsbt uh, mm. You're going to do it, and then I'm going to overdub it as a duet with Scott Stapp. <laughs> Whatever you sing, I'm going to duet it. I'm just going to edit in my voice as Scott Stapp. Perfect. I think, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we have a new patron. Teresa, thank you for signing up to support us. Yes, thank and you. And support the podcast. And when you do, uh, you will gain access to all of the overtime, extra time. What do we call it? Just extra, extra stuff. I don't know. Uh, extra content. We call it Matthew and Casey shooting the shit. <laughs> <laughs> we do shoot the shoot for the real episode, but for the patrons, we go hard. <laughs> yeah, long, long dry spell on the uh, Patreon content uh, that coincided pretty neatly with basketball season. So now yeah. we are through Crazy the woods. How that happened? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out when you're driving all over rural Alabama every night for a game, it's a, uh, you know hard to do much anyway so we yeah, posted so a... we'll have some exciting and uplifting content coming for you soon of just me talking about how hard it is to be a parent which you know that's what everybody who supports a podcast called fun sexy bible time wants to hear so <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Uh, I may go back uh, and just to spice it up a little bit, just like in the background, just have my voice as Scott Stapp singing like a ballad. <laughs> perfect. Arms wide open. <laughs> That's the actually whole perfect. time. The whole time you you're talking about parenting. Like like uh, at a church talk when it's closing up and the and the music starts behind them. That's what yes. it's gonna be like. <laughs> just gonna set the mood here. 
<laughs> All right. So those are the announcements. We're going to get right into this. Yes. We have a jam-packed episode. Yes. Okay, wait. so Casey's been off social media, so I had to alert her to this. Yes. <laughs> uh, Christian Twitter uh, mainstay Matthew Loftus. Uh, haven't really had a lot of interactions with him. Had a few. He seems like a fairly nice guy. Sure. Uh, doctor living in Kenya doing some work. Um, seems like a thoughtful, like, mm-hmm. just doesn't seem like a, he's not a bad dude. Not a bad dude. No. Um, got published in the Atlantic and that was kind of the, uh, topic du jour, uh, recently on Christian Twitter of, uh, weed and prohibition. That's kind of the, the gist mm. of his. And gambling. And gambling. Yeah. The America has gone too far in, uh, legalizing vice. That was mm-hmm. the topic sentence of mm-hmm. his of his article mm-hmm. um so i saw this and i just immediately hated it based on the title <laughs> made myself go in and read it and didn't really give him enough credit based on the title because it was a thoughtful essay i didn't hate it as much as i thought it would right um i mean he made some some decent points right i, I disagree with a lot of, of what he said but i don't think he was coming from a place of you know malevolence in right. this. I just think he right. kind of went at it at a different angle. So this is not, nothing that, you know, I need to um, you know, get too worked up over. This is one of those things that I think Christians can disagree over. Right. But I just want to talk about it because everybody else is talking about it. And I know you've got some thoughts on it. I tried um, to see if Hannah Anderson had a thread on it and she didn't. So. Mm, come on, Hannah. <laughs> Leave the birds alone for a minute. <laughs> Okay, I want to hear your thoughts first. I know we're going to come at this from different angles. Well, I think anyone who takes weed or weed-based gummies uh, is reprobate. That's my starting (laughs) point. Um, Okay. I I think my most charitable charitable reading of this is, you know, when when, as a society we we do sort of loosen up some of these laws, uh, vice laws, I, I will give, you know, I'll, I'll give Matthew this. It does feel as a Christian counterintuitive because it does sometimes feel like when we are legalizing something, it's a tacit approval mm. or a passive aggressive approval of, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're condoning this because we legalize it. Mm. And I think the, the fork in the road where Matthew and I sort of diverge is that I don't think he fully realizes and to be fair, he didn't make a, a point of it, but I don't think he fully realizes or accepts that sometimes the laws preventing something create more trouble mm-hmm. than the actual thing you're trying to ban. Right. Um, and, you know, we can go straight to the war on drugs on that one. You know, right. You know, I, I don't, you don't need 30 minutes of me talking about the war on drugs, but. I don't, um, but. <laughs> you know, you can make very compelling arguments that the war on drugs, the war on prostitution, prohibition you know creates criminals we were creating more chaos and harm mm. than you know letting somebody smoke a joint right so i, I think that's the, that's the starting point of where i diverge from that is that um you know when government tries to stop something like that sometimes it makes it worse right, so right. i'll take a break and, and let me hear what you have to think <clears throat> that was just a very like um just a very measured response i was I was expecting a little bit more of a stronger opinion from you on this. Um, so, first of all, I don't think gambling and marijuana should be lumped together. Uh, 
I understand that people believe that marijuana use is, and it definitely has and does lead to more hard, hard drug use. Uh, but gambling is a is is its own thing. Like <laughs> you're you're risking your whole livelihood when you start gambling away your money, and. <clears throat> getting high is it, it it's just yeah I don't I just don't think they're the same um the idea that marijuana should only be given under a doctor supervision was pretty funny to me I was like really doctors the same people who still use BMI as a measure of health even though it's scientifically proven to be nonsense like are we really trusting that these people always, you know, know how to have everyone's best interest in mind? It just, I don't know. I think that when I was reading this, I'm like, the government, first of all, I don't know what the definition of a vice is. So how, how, how would you define a vice? Me personally? Yeah. So, like, I just, if I play the lottery anything. once a week, uh, if I spend a dollar on a quick pick ticket, I don't. But if I did, is that a vice? Uh, a vice is anything someone else does that I don't do. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, but also not a joke. Because, <laughs> like, there are people that I know personally and also live in their bodies who... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, doing something is that you think is bad doesn't make it a vice. So your definition actually works great. <laughs> like, why is why is marijuana use considered a vice in this article? Well, he thinks it's harmful. He thinks it's harmful. Yeah. More than it's beneficial. Yeah. So then it's very curious to me why, like, he talked about alcohol only from the standpoint of prohibition, but not, not about, like, how harmful alcohol is. Yeah. Which is fascinating to me because it's so bad for you. <laughs> so I was just... Uh, when I was reading this, I, I was just like, the government can't outlaw these vices until they make this country less scary to live in. Like, <laughs> people need a break. Like, you know, it's, I just, who are the, who are the people that are most drawn to gambling? I don't know, probably people who are making the same wage that I did back in 2003 because we haven't raised minimum wage in 20 million years. Like, it just, <laughs> I just read this. I'm like, the government doesn't have people's best interests at heart. So I don't know why you're thinking that they have the answer to, to this issue. They don't care about people, right? Well, according to the podcast I listen to, uh, the people most likely to gamble are me. Because that's those are the only ads I get. Oh yeah. Oh, because <laughs> sports. Sports gambling. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's and it was funny because when I was reading this, um, he, he was talking about the sports gambling. I'm like, I never see anything about that, but why would I? 
<laughs> every every podcast like cutting across like comedy any any podcast that men they think men are going to be listening to it's DraftKings mm. sports books you know I would really like to hear um, someone's perspective on this who has actually given into these things and that it had um, bad consequences. So I read a memoir by um, an author called, uh, his name is Kais Lehman. I think that's how you say his first name. He wrote a memoir called Heavy, which I highly recommend. And he talks about his gambling addiction in it. And it's, 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 it's it, I've never read about anyone who's had a gambling addiction and it's just, it's incredible. The, like the, the throwing, like they, they make so much money and then they immediately gamble it all away. So I would like to, like, I would like to hear his perspective on this. Like, do, would not having access to gambling, what would, what, what would that have meant for you? Would you have just found something else, right? Because anything where something that be- something becomes a vice is because there's something in us that needs that's unhealthy that needs that needs like connection and care, right? I mean, I would say not necessarily. I mean, sometimes, yeah, but sometimes I mean, we do know that some people are genetically predisposed to become yes. addicts. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do agree with that, too. I just read Matthew Perry's memoir, so I agree with that. Anyways, I just... Which doesn't mean you're born an addict, necessarily. It just means that, you know, you've got a shorter runway to, to experiment before yes. you, it becomes a dependence. Right, because, like, nobody has a... Nobody, nobody has, like, a corner market on suffering, and we, we all could you know take up a vice and blame it on whatever i plan on doing that once uh, (laughs) once i become financially stable but i don't know i i don't really know so i'm willing to set the the gambling part of it aside like you want gambling in casinos like whatever let's just you know i'll see i'll see that point whatever the the prohibition part of the article that that's where to me it kind of fell apart because um, to me, like the, you know, if you don't want to like a huge lecture or, or argument on prohibition, just shorten it to one phrase. Like, did it work? Right. Like, did prohibition work? Yeah. And somewhat surprisingly, he kind of came at it that like it did. It did. You know, it reduced um, domestic, you know, domestic violence. violence and and public drunkenness mm-hmm. and things like that. And I'm not sure that that's true, but I'm gonna throw a statistics phrase at you that confounding variables like you got to account for confounding variables and if alcohol is illegal <laughs> right you know people are going to be a lot less likely to report you know, have, that their drunk yes, husband hit them yes. because then your drunk husband is in jail and he can't go to work the next day yes and then absolutely. your family doesn't have a paycheck um and he had a, like a talking about like the violence because that's kind of a go-to thing when you're talking about how prohibition didn't work mm-hmm. uh, is the violence it created is it like a really dubious phrase in here i'm gonna look it up here there's no evidence that organized crime increased in strength because of prohibition merely that it became more visible Hmm. that's 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 a stretch right there that's a huge stretch um because the little turn of phrase there that you know if 
it was it was always there it was always mm-hmm. there and it's like well mm-hmm. that's you know how can you prove that like that's right. it's, you know that's a little bit of circular reasoning but um the idea that like prohibition did not increase violence that i mean that's that's a huge leap of faith there i mean it basically created al capone mm-hmm. the saint valentine's day massacre it, it's, mm-hmm. it was the birth of our uh, you know modern gun control laws started mm-hmm. because of prohibition because things were so violent and you can mm-hmm. i mean you just type in effects of prohibition in your search engine of choice <laughs> um, ask jeeves it, it, yeah you can <laughs> dogpile fetch um i mean I, I just found some just with you know two or three minutes of of mm-hmm. you know, just basic research that the number of crimes in major cities went way up when prohibition mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. um so i mean i don't know that's that, that was like the the flimsiest part of it for me was that prohibition was actually good um but also like just going back to that question <laughs> did it work like right I don't think it, I mean, did it stop anybody from drinking, really? Like, if you wanted right. to drink, you were still going to drink during Prohibition. Yeah, you could um, make alcohol in your kitchen. So, And, and the reason it was such a failure is because it failed both sides. Like, it was government overreach, which should have been alarming to conservatives. It, a massive drop in tax revenue, which, mm. you know, to the more progressive side, I mean, that, that should be alarming to you. Mm-hmm. That it essentially became a privatized industry with no government overreach at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it was... Uh, you know, when it was prosecuted, it was totally uneven. It was just like the war on drugs. Like, you know, you go around up a bunch of poor people and, and people of color. Right. You, you're not going to touch the, the senators who are right. sitting around having a drink after right. hours. Right. I mean, it was just the poor people that had right. to pay for it. Just goes back to what I said, that the government <laughs> doesn't actually care about people. So why are it, we going to depend on them to figure this out? And I think you make an argument, too, that the government does care about tax revenue. And mm-hmm. that was ultimately what led to, or at least contributed to, the downfall right. of prohibition was, oh, we need to get our right. hands on that money. <laughs> right, right. Which I think has also been a contributing factor to the legalization of marijuana. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, if we have dispensaries, then they have sales tax, and <laughs> so we're going to make money off of that. Yeah. And, and I've even seen some things, too, where it's like, you know the negative effects on the cartels now that <laughs> yeah now that we're doing it all here which yeah. i mean i don't know i've seen yeah seen it both ways on that but um i think another thing he kind of maybe doesn't i think he gets this but because you're legalizing something you're not saying it's good like that right. that's a point that has to be made that right. like you know if somebody wants to smoke a joint like we're not saying that's healthy anytime you put something in your mouth and set it on fire and <laughs> breathe in the smoke <laughs> that's not good but right uh, just the point that you know sometimes the laws are make it worse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that's fair i just don't understand how you can write this article and not and just be like marijuana should only be administered by doctors but not address the fact that anybody over 21 can go get drunk every night it's, it's the elephant in the room i mean yeah. you just said it like you know, so alcohol contributes to how many deaths per year, mm-hmm. and marijuana by itself is, right. you know, unless somebody just gets high and walks off the cliff, right. nobody's dying because of marijuana. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we switch, is, call. Okay, go ahead. I just want I was like just wondering, 
you know, did he not include alcohol because he didn't think he could win that? Like, mm-hmm. is it, yeah. did he just not think it's right. a problem? Like, because right. if you're making an argument, that would be the logical place to begin. Of right, um, you know, let's eliminate drunk driving by banning alcohol. Right. Yeah. But, I don't know. I've been reading your tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Was there, was everybody up in arms about the Jesus commercial? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was like a whole thing about like, well, that $20 million could have been better spent in yeah. the mission field. <laughs> and then it became a thing like where AOC was like, oh, uh, she had this tweet about like, bet you didn't know that the people behind the Jesus commercial, so, something about like a Christo fascist regime that, you know. She found out like they were conservative or something and was like, you know, I bet the Jesus I, I I'm not going to look it up. It was something like really condescending, like the, the Jesus I know, like wouldn't support, you know, abusing women and subjugating. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> Theology professor Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> is on the scene riding up on her tricycle. Oh, this is why I'm just like, I I mean, I saw your tweet and I got three, I got like knowledge of three controversies that are not on APnews.com, which is where I'm getting all my, all my current event information. (laughs) It's great. Okay. We are. I say one thing. Yeah, I just want to before we move on to Point of Grace, I just wanted to say like if it sounded like we were too hard on Matthew Loftus, I I didn't I didn't I just want to talk about those yeah. issues. Like I have nothing against him. He's yeah, and we can disagree about things. It's just fine. Yeah, I mean I don't. There's some people like I'd be like really upset because I feel like they would be coming at it from a perspective of you know my way. I got to control somebody else. Right. I don't think so. Like I think it's just kind of his idea of what the best thing is right and and maybe being a doctor in africa he sees a lot of things mm-hmm. that maybe we don't so right. he's still wrong of course i'm just saying <laughs> well you know what matthew sometimes we don't see eye to eye no we don't agree. No. we don't know why <laughs> okay you want to do another video and i said i think we should do point of grace uh you know like a a female counter to our for him. So you technically picked it, but you're giving credit to me for the pick because I said point of grace. So we're doing gather at the river point of grace. I think this is from the early nineties, uh, maybe like 93. 95. Okay. Um, yes. So you also had a great idea to break up this segment with some, some like sub segments <laughs> before we get into the actual otherwise video. known as categories yes <laughs> before we get into the actual video um we're gonna talk about uh you called it aka like who is this who is this person uh yeah i was trying to think of a, a better name for the category and i came up with casting call which makes it sound really dirty so <laughs> And then also you had talked about like who are who 
who is this group or who is this individual emulating in pop culture? Yeah. Um, okay, so I will describe if you you need to pause the podcast and go watch this video on YouTube. It's like three and a half minutes, okay? You won't be sorry. No. Nope. We would we would not lead you astray. Go put on your white cami and watch this video. <laughs> go put on about four layers of clothes, top and bottom. White and... cami and denim. Have, denim or a vest have to be involved. Yes, absolutely. Preferably both. Um, okay. So here is our... Here's our group. Point of Grace, of course, has changed a little bit over the years. You know, so some mm -hmm. people have left and rejoined or new joins, but this is this is where we are in 1995. You have Shelly, and Shelly has straight blonde shoulder length hair, and I just written a little description of what I think of when I see these women. This is not really who they are. This is. Just, oh, yeah, it is. This is a yeah, bit. Is. This is a bit, okay? Shelly knows that blondes have more fun, but for her, fun means putting chocolate chips in the Saturday morning pancakes before her oh. kids' soccer games. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Okay, I have Shelly. Uh, my description of Shelly is the student body president of a small Christian school who keeps tabs on the school even though she's been graduated for seven years. Okay, we are definitely in the same. We're 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 in the same lane there. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, then you have Denise. Denise has the wavy, dirty blonde hair, and she is that Christian lady who throws lingerie showers for all the young brides at her church. Ooh. Okay. First of all, <laughs> we're gonna have to have a se separate segment on Denise's hair. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's just its own segment. Okay, I have her as the mom who cut the mom who got a bad haircut and none of the other moms will tell her. They just keep building her up. Oh, okay. it looks great. I wish mine looked like that. Oh. Heather so, is go ahead. Go ahead. So easy to manage. Okay. Heather is the brunette with Elaine Bennis hair. So she's got the half up poofy however they did that yep and uh due to her good looks and killer solo specials she's definitely the most eligible bachelorette in the college and career group at church but she has pretty high standards so she's still single okay we are this is scary like we did not compare notes at all before <laughs> this heather moderately hot homeschool mom who makes all the boys in the co-op uncomfortable <laughs> moderately hot <laughs> get that on a bumper sticker could could be more than moderately but we don't know because there's three layers of clothes there we don't actually know what's under the hood oh i know what that engine looks like oh my goodness it's a car reference yeah i get it okay terry is the other brunette this is sorry sorry for every group that we get to the last one and i'm just like the other one she's the <laughs> other brunette and terry is a pastor's wife who secretly reads her horoscope every day how do you like how are we doing this so similar <laughs> i have terry as a childless stay-at-home mom so she's a stay-at-home mom but she hasn't had kids yet she's just staying at home childless stay-at-home mom who posts conservative memes on facebook all day that end with one like equals one amen <laughs> which is the same as reading your horoscope basically <laughs> oh that's fun you know i have um 
I think I've talked about this on the episode before that when the Life, Love, and Other Mysteries album came out, they also released a book. And <laughs> I read that book, and there was a sex chapter. And it, it just it blew my mind, basically. Teenage, young teenage me was like, oh, wow, these women are talking about sex. Even the one who's single is basically talking about how much she can't wait to have sex. Was so. it, was it like, just very generic terms? Yeah, okay. yeah but, like, very honest. Like, sex oh. is wonderful. I love sex with my husband. It's blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, oh, okay. I guess people talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you like their ages now, or do you want to save that? Oh, I didn't do that. So you're, you're going to have to... You've got... Oh, this is their actual ages that they yeah. were when they made the video, not... Yes. So this is how a fun... How old do you This think is they a fun were? game. How old do you think they were versus how old they actually were? Okay, Shelly, 34. Denise, 37. Heather... 29 and terry 31 okay the fact that you said denise was 37 that just leads so beautifully into the hair conversation for her <laughs> they're all 26 except -uh. for terry except -uh. for terry who's 25 nah -uh. they're all 26 in this video 26, 26 and 25 six years old the that's 90s the 90s for you not the 90s women holy cow I know you've been married for six months, but can you dress like a mother of four? Right? Uh, no offense to you, of course, but... <laughs> I can dress like a mother of four. Yeah, we, we know you're 25, and you've only been married for six months, but can you dress like a like a 42-year-old mother of four, please? Okay, here's my other point of grace story, is that I saw them at Night of Joy, which is the, was, was like the Christian concert nights at Disney mm -hmm. that they used to do every year. And they were on a smaller stage and, you know, in between songs you talk. And they talked about how they had a concert where they just were not modest. And, and it, it was not... People, people came to them later and told them it made them stumble. So I feel like their, their clothes in this video are probably... Not just this video, but maybe the rest of their whole career. <laughs> I would love to know what that meant not modest so, so like one of them didn't have a white cami on right oh uh, who knows who knows okay <laughs> all right i cannot believe they're all 26 and 25 i knew that would blow your mind we got to get to denise with her i thought for sure cut. denise was older though i thought that was like her thing that she was the older older one of the denise bunch. with the with the you're not gonna get this reference denise with the brenda warner uh benjamin <laughs> button thing like where she gets younger looking as she ages uh-huh brenda warner wife of kurt warner had like a buzz cut when kurt warner was playing and then like as he moved through his career grew out her hair and somehow looked younger same thing with denise denise if you look at a picture of her now she looks younger now than she does in this video <laughs> i bet because she's got like nice hair now <laughs> instead of the the forest gump weed whacker cut Forest Gump Weed Whacker cut. Yep. Wow. She walked into the uh, beauty salon and said, F me up, fam. I thought my lines on weed were going to be the worst in this F episode. This but you all you the got way up. <laughs> <laughs> she held up a picture of Forrest Gump and says, Do this, except do it with a weed whacker. <laughs> um, okay, 
So let's go to influences. This was this was tricky. So we're uh, early to mid nineties here. Mm-hmm. So the 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 idea of this category is the the Christian music moguls that pushed them out onto the stage. What were they thinking of, like when they tried to market this group? Like what secular what secular groups were they trying to to, to crib from? Mm-hmm. I only have one. Okay. Wilson Phillips. That's what I got. That's what I got. <laughs> they even have the same like the same pitch and same tone as Wilson Phillips. Maybe not. Maybe the harmonies aren't as tight and good, but. They, oh, it's 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 the same. I mean, how can you compare with the Brian Wilson DNA? That's, that's yeah, tough to do. Yeah, I know. I There's know. also a group, they were big for a minute, called Expose. Mm-hmm. They had that one song, I'll Never Get Over You, Getting Over Me. They uh-huh. were pretty big there, like, early in the 90s. I, I wonder, like, if they're, I can see, like, a little bit of Expose. As long as the stars. Yep. <laughs> 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 I'll stop now. Okay, should we talk about the actual video? No, you do it. Take us there. Let's go. Okay, I have to start with a complaint. All right. The cuts in this video are too fast. They are. Whoever edited this edited this video did not go on to a grammy winning career in music video editing it's just like you're just getting it in your eyes what they look like in a scene and then it switches and it's so fast it's going back and forth between them singing and dancing we'll get to that and then you're on this side story of this couple fighting and it's just so it's too the switches are too fast it's hard to it's it's like whiplash a little bit do you know why the cuts were so fast because i do (laughs) oh no why okay i have my first point is the editor of this video is the mvp is the most valuable player because (laughs) we have a group of women splashing around in the water wearing white that's why the cuts are so fast and then we have multiple like montages of them frolicking in the river (laughs) Some of them wearing, you couldn't, and you couldn't pause TV in the '90s. So wearing, you know, a large amount of white clothing while they're doing this, and at <laughs> no point does it does it veer off into PG territory. It's a hard G it is through the entire video. <laughs> there's, 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 there's nothing worse than G ratings in here. Maybe there's... the guy in the water with like the super big arm tank top like his tank the uh, the, gotta, the arms of his tank top was I, really low you could have fit a second guy into that tank top <laughs> i gotta take on him later but uh yeah we we were spared the uh the spicy frivolity of the yeah. 4m videos we don't get any like <laughs> ladies on horseback in slow motion right. i'm not talking about anybody's lips in this video because i don't ever really get a good look at them <laughs> all right go on go on sorry okay we, we already touched on it but the layers of clothes mm-hmm. they are wearing so many articles of clothing in every shot <laughs> there is not one shot where there's not at least two layers over their breasts like even the one the girl has on overalls which is like an extra layer nobody is ever just wearing a shirt <laughs> it's always a vest a vest there's a lot of vests so many vests it's incredible <laughs> just 
and they're not they're not they're not nice fests either one of them i oh. mean looks like just like ratty <laughs> beige vests and two of them have the same one on <laughs> at least with the denim vest it's like oh this is trendy but man <laughs> there's a, it looks clothes. like an ex- looks like there was an explosion at the dress barn <laughs> yes <laughs> dress barn <laughs> i just and i almost wonder if it's like you start the video with them in the water right yeah which is weird so it's like they had to be like oh okay water is a theme they need a lot of clothes <laughs> But when they're out of the water, they're not wet. They're always in dry right, clothes. Right. Obviously. Obviously. I have to say, I did like the overall look the best. The The black and white striped shirt with the overalls was a decent look. But the rest were horrible. I would not wear any of those outfits. <laughs> could you could you say the, the Point of Grace uh, modesty uh, mantra was, uh, we're going to leave everything to the imagination. <laughs> Modesty was at an eleven. It, it like was, it. it was incredible. I mean, not. I, I have a t-shirt on. That's definitely none of them had t-shirts on, but all the necklines were like crew neck t-shirts. Like you're gonna be barely able to tell that these are women, uh, except for the <laughs> hair. Sorry, Denise. <laughs> okay, what do you have? Uh, okay, so at at the sort of the the video builds toward i'll talk about the tough guy later but the video sort of builds toward like everybody running into the water um shout out to the band live um (laughs) we see an old farmer uh, apparently running off the set of the for him video (laughs) probably because he was tired of chewing straw and he heard that there were actual women in the water as opposed to (laughs) To just standing around listening to Kirk and Andy croon. He's like, I'm going to walk over to this set. Perfect. And then he realized all the women were wearing four layers. So Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, the token tough guy. Let's talk about him. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you got to have like this uh, greasy looking character. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in the for him video in the diner where they're taking yes. drags of cigarettes. Matthew <laughs> Loftus trembles in agony. <laughs> Uh, so you gotta have like the, the the greasy looking tough guy. His thing is he's he's got long hair and he's wearing a, a tank top. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just gonna say I think I could take him. <laughs> I think you could too. I think I, I could take. I him. think you could take him. <laughs> <laughs> this guy uh, probably. I'm guessing this guy probably was growing his hair out to be Jesus in the church. Uh, Easter play and they just snagged him and said hey put on some blue jeans and a tank top and act like you're dangerous in this video and then we're going to throw you into the water and uh, yes you'll be redeemed or something I have to say that you know this couple's in a fight and then they all of a sudden they're in the water together you Mm -hmm. know like I guess that's where they're gonna resolve their differences and they're just like there's no way if this was real life they would definitely be making out You know they're a couple and they're having trouble because you see them like looking sullenly in different directions. <laughs> With their arms they crossed. Just, they don't see eye to eye and they don't, they don't agree. See they don't know why. <laughs> I don't I wonder- really understand the 
the mass gathering of people in the water. So it's the, a baptism. The, okay, that's another point. The priest baptizing yeah. by immersion. Yeah, it's like how just... can we how can we make sure everyone knows this is an actual pastor baptizing someone? Oh, let's put a priest collar on him. <laughs> And after it's he gets done, baptism. and after he gets done, uh, go ahead and take that robe off and give it to Point of Grace so they can have one more layer of clothes, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> it's just the some of these videos, the side stories are just a little. They're just so bizarre. Well, it's it's the beauty of the '90s, like where you, if you have any anything going on in the song. Like I, when I was looking at videos to pick, I, one of the videos I was looking at was Two Sets of Joneses" by Big Ten Revival," uh-huh. which is a story song, and every part of the story has to be represented in the video. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's the, that's just the beauty of the '90s, <laughs> of like we don't trust you to put the pieces together on your own. We have to literally show you everything that's happening in the video. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness uh can we talk about their dancing do it I'm, i've been waiting for this do it you know when you go to a wedding and you got a group of moms who are like gonna go dance and it's just you, you're embarrassed on their behalf yep this is me watching that video <laughs> it's a think... it's a lot the the dancing with the arms the seated dancing was my favorite it was like and the snapping yeah it's like okay if you're seated maybe people won't yes. be able to see your body move right your hips won't sway and maybe we yes. can keep people from that's another reason they had the fast cuts i mean you can only watch that movement for so long before you start just immediately lusting yeah um it, it definitely made me want to set out five layers of clothes so kendra and i could have a role play <laughs> Can we do the point of grace gather at the river role play? <laughs> she you, says, no, you I got get in the shower with all your clothes on. <laughs> she has to do laundry for two hours to get all like the camis and vests lined up. <laughs> she goes, uh, not that one. <laughs> worst role play, worst role play ever. <laughs> three hours of preparation <laughs> oh goodness um i also have was point of gray single-handedly responsible for propping up the nation's white cami industry <laughs> i i mean they definitely their tools of big cami had camis on under their second shirt that was also covered by a vest so we've got bra, cami, shirt, vest. That's that's how it goes. I'm going to be inappropriate. I'll just bleep this out, though. But okay. It's, uh, I think the ultimate point of grace goal here was for each boob to have its own cami. <laughs> Separate camis. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So, <laughs> doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. It just popped into my head. Perfect. <laughs> i love this video i love i love this era <laughs> the the looks i mean you're just immediately transported back i'm sure my mom wore one of these exact outfits at some point just 
the, the skirts with the white socks and sneakers like Keds, you know, white Keds sneakers. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, it definitely minus the makeup. It did feel a little bit like a homeschool mom mm-hmm. gathering. <laughs> Too much makeup, though. Makeup. <laughs> and I didn't look nearly angry enough. Right, right. Which album was this on? It's their second one. I can't remember the. The one with Circle of Friends. I'm drawing a blank on the. Is, I remember the second one. I don't remember the, which one that was though. I can see the album cover in my mind. The <clears throat> whole truth. The whole truth. It's the opening song on the whole truth. Oh, and uh, who's the last person I named? Terry. Hmm. Yeah, she's wearing that same black and white shirt in the on the cover. But Denise, she is not wearing a vest on the cover. So, okay. Wow. We gotta talk about Denise's hair. Okay. She had bad hair for a while. She did. Look up a picture of Denise now. I did because I had to get them all straight. Doesn't she look like much much better now? Yeah. So much better. Her hair kind of reminds me of like early Ellen DeGeneres show hair. Yeah. That's like, a good comp. Just, just very... What's her last name? Mm, I've only got first names written down here. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely looks... She, now her hair is like just a normal white lady's hair. Blonde. Okay. Blonde, highlighted, wavy-ish-ish. <laughs> wavy-ish. Whatever. I, you know what I'm trying to say. I know I said Forrest Gump weed whacker cut. I would also describe Denise's hair as uh, getting a Sunday from McDonald's and the ice cream machine breaks halfway through. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's like a Sunday swirl and then just there's just no more ice cream. It just stops. Denise's hair definitely though on the trajectory to eventually become the Kate Gosselin cut. <sighs> She's on her way there. I'm I'm glad she pulled up out of that nosedive. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness <laughs> it's 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 rough mcdonald's ice cream i wonder if it was a marketing thing like i don't really believe that i'm just throwing devil's advocate dark horse theories out here i wonder if it was a marketing thing because like sometimes you see i know you've seen this in a, in a band or a group where they all kind of look the same mm-hmm. and they make, or they've all got the same hair color and they make one of them like change their hair color so you can kind of differentiate them apart. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, don't, don't, I mean, I'm, I don't know anything about them. Don't the K pop bands do that sometimes? Like, oh, you are asking the wrong yeah, person. I think so. I mean, like, I've seen it like recently in, in, uh, in bands. Uh, like the Young Escape, I'm thinking of like a Christian band of, of recent years. It was like that uh, Chevelle back in the day. The three guys looked exactly the same because they were all mm-hmm. brothers, so they made mm-hmm. one of them bleach his hair. Um, <laughs> Got to stand out. Yeah, I'm wondering if that so was part of it. So you think they like, were like one of you has to have a bad haircut, draw straws, <laughs> <laughs> or just short, shorter hair, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess hers is the shortest. I wonder if it was like a boy band thing where. 
Like one of them was supposed to be the dangerous one. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like in boy bands, one of them will have right. like the tattoos and the facial hair, and it's like. I mean, it kind of worked one. for me because I did say she was the Christian lady who throws lingerie showers for young brides at her church. Which the subtext of that is that she's freaky. <laughs> The gifts at these lingerie showers, are they, like, super mild, or they, do they make everybody uncomfortable? Well, they sure made me uncomfortable, but... <laughs> That's because my mom was there. Anyways. I mean, is are the gifts, like, a book, and it's, like, songs in the key of Song of Solomon? No. That's an actual book, I mean, way. yeah, I know it is. <laughs> How was it? Did it help? A little bit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, at my lingerie showers, of course I had more than one because I was just surrounded by a billion people in my life. Uh, I got lingerie. So, yeah. Well, roll tide, roll tide. <laughs> one month from today is Danny and Danny's and my 20 year wedding anniversary. Yeah. How about that? Impressive. Thank you. Very impressive. Our vice is loving each other too much. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we will have a special episode, uh, crossover Hoss of Love episode, <laughs> where um, Casey and Danny just spend the entire episode telling each other how much they love yeah. each other. I've actually been trying to pitch a podcast to Danny called Lovebirds. Ah, okay. Where we talk about birding together and also our relationships. Okay, love it, love it. For the we'll FS, see. for the FSBD <laughs> episode though, I need you to lecture all the other couples of what they need to do to make it to twenty years though. Okay, I can That's what definitely I need do that for a full hour. As as I have communicated very clearly on this podcast and on our special Patreon. I know exactly what I'm doing and definitely have my life together and I'm not overwhelmed at all. So <laughs> I have the answers. Well, you just sounds gotta like, ask. Sounds, Casey, like your arms are wide open. <laughs>
Right. I'm not talking about anybody's lips in this video. 